Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, firstly, I'd uh, like to thank you um, for all your support since I've uh, come to the club. It's, it's much appreciated that the support you've given myself and certainly the uh, the players in my time here, and hopefully that will continue because it's uh, undoubtedly one of the best travelling support that I've uh, been involved in any football club because it always seems like a home game. So continue that and thank you very much uh, for attending tonight. I mean, um, my start in football was a late one. I, I didn't get associated uh, to any football club until the age of, I think, 15, 16, when I was uh, asked to go and attend training sessions at my local team, which was Southend United. Um, <laughs> Essex, they're no rivals to Leighton Orient, not in that day anyway. Um, and, and things developed and progressed uh, quickly from there. I, I started training on a Tuesday and Thursday and, and, and played uh, on a Saturday morning for them. was offered a, a YTS, I'm sure some people know what that is, some of the young ones might not. Um, youth training scheme, uh, did a two year apprenticeship and was off a pro. I, I got into the first team there um, under the manager of Dave Webb. Um, yeah, good old David Webb. Um, Daniel Webb's dad, yeah, so an association there, still with the football club. Um, Martin Ling was a, a senior pro, and he won't like me saying that, he's only a few years older, but I classed him as a senior pro at the time. Um, so I was there for uh, two years. Two, years as an apprentice, two years as a, a pro, and um, that was then spotted and signed uh, by Spurs, and manager then was Terry Venables. Um, in my first year, I was fortunate enough to win the FA Cup. I thought that would happen every year, that I would go on and win something, but that was uh, a full storm. It took me another nine years until I won something. Um, some people might know, and some people will know, that I was the last person to ever be sent off at the Old Wembley. <laughs> that was something to be proud of at the time, but uh, a trivial question for, for later or when you go to pub quizzes that might come up. Um, management, um, I, I left Tottenham, I was there for just over 10 years. I went to, down on the south coast and joined Portsmouth. Um, didn't turn out to be a, the best of moves for myself. Picked up a serious injury when I was there and uh, was forced to retire from playing at the age of 31 wasn't quite sure what route I would take. So I, I went back to Spurs and started coaching in the academy there for just over a year. Um, but I didn't feel that the coaching kids was enough and I, and I took the senior route. I went to my local team, Billericay Town, and become player manager. Um, the plan wasn't great, I can assure you that. Um, and I hung my boots up after one game. That's how good I was, so you can imagine that. Um, continued to, to manage and sort of work my way through the lower leagues, really, um, which you're all becoming aware of, of non-league now, unfortunately, and we hopefully that won't be too long before we can put this behind us. Um, and I worked my way up, I went, ended at uh, Newport County, who I took into the Football League, left there, went to Gillingham, uh, and had a short spell at uh, Northampton Town, uh, which leads me to being here now, Leighton Orient, which I'm delighted to be um, the manager of, of your our club, and uh, look forward to some successful years ahead. Um, that's me, really, as a as a footballing career, really. Well done for that. That was, that was quite easy. I'm sure it's not going to be this easy. <laughs>
first question, please? I don't know. Oh. 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 I'm not that scary. <laughs> What's happening, Bocco? Um, I think as you come in uh, as a manager, yeah, you'll uh, assess every squad. Um, your dissect and your look at players individually, collectively, how they can play into your team. Um, and the system I play right now, I don't, I don't think that fits Bocco. He's still at the football club, he trains every day, his attitude has been first class. We've made him available for loan or permanent uh, transfer. So, you know, if, if the right club comes along with the right opportunity for Bocco, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll go and try and get himself some first team football. But I never close the door to anyone, but as we stand right here right now, he, he doesn't fit into the way I, or the system that I play and um, you know that, that that's where he's at but he's still connected with the football club comes into training every day and um, you know things may change um, and he's here if we need him we'll use him there's a rumor that if you don't wear the Vanarama branded coat you get fined can you uh Shed any light on that, please. I don't know nothing about that. Um, I suppose Ada would be the man to know. Um, I have no no ideas of them rules, um, but I'm sure if if we were going to be fine, that we would wear the correct uh, bench wear for the for the match day if needed. I had heard. I had heard that it's uh, if you wear a suit, you don't have to wear it, but if you wear a tracksuit, you've got to wear it. Ah, there you go. So I'm probably going to start need to wear it away from home. <laughs> You'll just get me told off. Oh, uh, welcome. If I may say. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, I mean, it's been great having a, uh, an experienced goalkeeper. I'm not knocking Granger at all, you know, but I can see Granger is on the bench. If unfortunately. Uh, our keeper was injured, would he come on or would you bring another senior keeper in and put him out on loan or something? Um, obviously I felt that that was a, a, a position that needed a senior person. Have I cut out? I don't know. Um, it needed someone senior in goal at the present time uh, for the situation, the run that the club was on and I think the pressure that was on both Sergeant and Granger to, to perform. So what we've done is we've allowed Sergeant to go out on loan. He will, he's being assessed and monitored and I'm gonna go and watch him tomorrow night. Um, Margate plan uh, Leatherhead, which we'll be able to see Aaron Pollock as well. So that's the good thing for me, why these players are out on loan, it allows me to go and uh, watch them in competitive first team football. So Sergeant's doing that. When Sergeant's loan finishes, he will come back and then Granger will go out and learn because I think these young boys need to play. But play in not such a intense environment because there's a lot expected here at this football club and rightly so. Um, and, I, and I didn't think it was the right environment to them to be playing in. But if Dean was to get injured, I, I would bring either uh, Granger or Sergeant into the team. I wouldn't go and get another goalkeeper to answer your question. Yeah, Justin, um, 
It's a general, general management question, really, not necessarily just for you and, uh, and, and our bench. But um, can you tell me why you all get involved in such heated debate throughout the match with the fourth official? Because I've, I've yet to see one of those fine gentlemen in black call the ref over and say, Ref, on advice from Mr. Edinburgh, I think you might have made a bit of a ricket there. And the ref to then say, on reflection, I think you might be right. I'm going to overturn my original decision. I do feel sorry for the full fees, or I class as a punch bag um, for the technical area. What he is, he's mic'd up to the referee, so he can hear the discussions he's having with his uh, assistant referees uh, and the players at the time. And we're all, an hour before kickoff, we go in, managers are asked to go in, or a member of, of the coaching staff to go and see the referee, hand over the team sheets. And they always say, got any questions, ask the fourth, we've got our communication, we can communicate and I'll give you an answer if and when I can. Obviously that never comes because they've never got an answer because yeah. they always want time to buy it to make sure they get their uh, opinions right of, of what they see at the time. It, it's a very difficult one. Um, but I think if they are going to tell you before the game that they're going to try and relay what they're seeing and the reasons why they've given them decisions, and then they tend not to, it, it, it can rifle you a bit and fr frustrate you. But no, I, I do get it. I mean, I don't know why we continue to bombard him or, you know, just <laughs> non-stop barracking. But I, I don't know, who else could it be? <laughs> if, it, if it's not him, it's the players. Uh, if it's not him, then it's the, the subs or whatever. But I have to let some steam off somewhere. But no, I, I, I do get it. But if they wasn't mic'd up and they weren't give us the information that they say before the game that, you know, their, their information would be relayed back to the fourth official. And we wouldn't ask him, but, you know, we're given that information prior to the game. I don't feel I was that bad anyway. <laughs> Matt Harold is the only uh, big... Sorry, I agree. Oh, sorry, I lost you. Uh, Matt Harold's the only big target man we've got, and he's not... He's getting on a bit, but I mean, think <laughs> players, we are going to see we'll be a bit small for this league. There's a bit more height, a bit more muscle in there. We've got any players to bring anyone else in, even any more players as well? During this January? Uh, in, in the window? Yeah. Um, Especially up front, Yeah, no, I, I, I think... Keep cutting out. Um, yeah, I, I, I sense, but I feel that um, David Mooney can can you know, rival Matty uh, in terms of that, that, that player that, you know, McCauley can play off and now Dan Holman. Um, so I wouldn't, I don't envisage um, between now and the end of this, uh, the window to bring in another target man. I feel that we've got um, competition for places up there now. We've also got young Sam Dolby as well, who's not you know, quite making the squad on a regular basis or getting into the team. No. If if needed, I think um, he could come into the to the squad. So I feel the balance is right up there now with the four of them um, going forward uh, towards the end of the window. Yes, I do envisage that we will bring uh, players in uh, before the window closes. I wouldn't want to say how many. Um, you know, I've, I've spoke generally about positions. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll see as that. Um, Closes or draws to a close that you know we continue to strengthen the squad. I think they'll you know we'll 
allow some of the younger players as well um, to continue on loan. We probably might look to bring one or two of them back uh, and maybe try and place them in uh, a higher tier of, of, of the level they're at. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think there'll be a couple of more um, acquisitions to the squad before the window closes. Hello, Governor. Evening. Uh, um, with respect, David Mooney is not the same player as Matt Harold. Matt Harold is a big old dollar who can nut the ball. Uh, and Steve Davis, when we had the, we have loads of managers. They don't have it down the Arsenal. Um, and he was saying that David Mooney, lovely, lovely fella, but he can't hit the ball. And he's not a target man, he feeds off a target man. And the player he was is nowhere near the player he is now. Um, so I, I, how can you really say that he's comparable to Matt Harold? As we know, football's all about opinions. And that's your opinion. And, I, and I, No, I, I, I accept that. I can see that light for light, Moons and Matty are not exactly the same but I feel that people can play off Mooms he's clever enough to be able to pick up the ball he looks after the ball you know when you talk about a, a target man as long as we get the ball in and around Mooms he takes care of it he looks after it and I think Macca or Dan Holman will be able to play off him I mean his stature no they're not you know, Matty's six foot four Mooms is you know, six six one but I, th I think you always find it very difficult when you leave a football club to come back and replicate what you did prior to that. You've got to understand the situation, the position of the club when Moons was here before. Um, League One club chasing a championship. Um, conference club now that are looking to automatically bounce back to the Football League. So this, the situations are different. Um, but I still think Moons has got a big part to play at this football club, um, certainly this season and going, and going into next year as well. Welcome. Uh, there's been, uh, first of all, can I say that one of the best things that you, you did was bring uh, Brill into goal. Thank you. I think a, uh, that was uh, something I don't think people expected, and uh, I think it was a great decision. Um, <coughs> the other thing was that uh, there's been on uh, Twitter, there's been quite a lot of um, criticism of our football two regular fullbacks, um, some justified, some unjustified, but um, one of the things I was thinking that earlier in the season we bought a young left back called Christian Scales and he seems to have disappeared off the, the face of the earth. Um, I, I know he went to Harlow for about one game or something, but then I, I don't know, what, what's the position with him? Yeah, Christian's still at the football club. Um, as I say, as a manager coming in and I, and I assess the squad and I have to look at here and now and then I have to look medium and long term. Here and now, I didn't feel Christian was good enough to be competing or to play in the first team match for the situation that we were in when I came here. I think things have improved. We've, we've given ourselves... We're uh, better equipped at this level now to, to win football matches, to stay in football matches. And, but I think 
the magnitude of this club at the level it's at, I think people have got to run, uh, understand what it takes to be able to go out that pitch week in, week out and, and get results because there's, there's an expectation, and rightly so. I think whenever we, wherever we play home and away, we're expected to win, and I understand that, and I think we've got to embrace that. Um, but Christian, I don't feel at this present time he's going to be able to get us results and, and he's ready to come and play in Leighton Orient's first team. You know, I can't talk about the squad that was put together before I was here. I, I'm, I can only talk about the here and now. And he is here. He will, again, he's one of them young players that we've made available for loan. I think something will happen over the next 24, 48 hours where these players have got to go and learn their trade and they've got to learn senior football and they've got to go and understand what it means to, to win and lose. Um, so he, he's not quite ready, but there is potential that he could be someone for the future. How far do you think you can take the club under your management? It's always a youngster, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's thought about this one, hasn't he? Honestly, I certainly feel that there's there's two there's two promotions in this club. Uh, certainly, I don't think that's unrealistic. I think you ask other clubs in this league, are they equipped for it? No. Is it realistic? No. Is it realistic for Leighton Orient to, to get two promotions within the next two to four years? Absolutely, yeah. This club's geared for that. You know, we all know that you are where we are. There's no, there's no hiding from that. We are, we are on the level, and we, this is the level we play at. But we are equipped, and I only know that Leighton Orient's ever been a, a football league club, and uh, we need to get us back there quickly. Hi Justin. Where am I? Welcome. Ah, oh, hi. Thank you. Thank you. Coming back. <laughs> I bet when he come here, everyone's thinking, "Who's he?" Yeah. I even know now. Late night, it made him, didn't it? Yes, <laughs> exactly. That, that would be something that we will put to our young players. Now, when Harry Kane comes to Orient, you know, it was a learning curve. For he wasn't ready for the Tottenham first team. Of course, four four years on, or, or maybe longer than that, he's you know obviously the best best player in the Premiership. So. You know, he, he, he had to serve his apprenticeship, so to speak, and go and play first-team football. The connection is, is difficult because then a lot of uh, Maurizio Pochettino likes to keep his players in-house. He likes to do it his way, you know, develop within. Um, not as many go out on loan as they did probably three or four years ago. Um, but we're in contact. We do speak. I've got contacts there. As we have, you know, being a... London club with with all the London teams around and you know if we if there's an opportunity for for one of their young players to to maybe come and 
be ready to come and play in our first team, then you know we certainly look at that. Uh, that that's something they're always you know on the lookout for. Nobody else got a question. I'd like to ask one. Oh, are you allowed? <laughs> Nobody else has put their hand up. Um, as somebody that goes and watches the ladies' team on a regular basis as well, um, would you consider a joint training session with them? <laughs> because there's been time. I think you could both learn a lot from each other. To be honest, is because there's time. Only they tell us what to do. <laughs> 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 I'm only joking, I won't get in trouble for that. But um, if you've ever been to any of their games, you know, you see their set pieces, are, they're brilliant. You know, I mean, they've scored from corners, direct. I need to get over and have a look then, don't you I? You do, definitely. Mile end on a Sunday, two o'clock. What time? Two o'clock? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't um, got to get out of bed too early then. No, not at all. Oh, okay. I, I can make it from Sheffield, so you're Oh, sure well, you I'm not far behind anything. you then, am I? Um, but yeah, so I'd say, you know, Maybe it could be something that maybe can be considered because, like I say, you know, I mean, their dead balls are brilliant, and I'm not saying that us aren't, but they're not as good as they have been over time. So, you know, I, mean, I just think there's little things that you could probably both learn off of each other. Absolutely, I'm always open to, to learning. And Chris, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Chris is the ladies' manager. Oh, okay. Anyone? Following on from the young man's promotion question earlier, um, having been involved in both, how much of a different challenge do you think it is between League Two and the National League? How, how different do you think this division is? Uh, well, I, I think, contrast, I, I think you look at Lincoln, they've continued the momentum this year and, and the look like they could go back to back, whereas Forest Green, a club that are still developing have found it very difficult. So for, there, there is difference. There's, there's a difference, obviously, in the standard. There has to be because of you know you're going up one, and I suppose there's everyone will be full time. Um, perhaps a few more. I'll call them X factor players in in each team. But the golf isn't massive, um, and I feel that if this club was to get that first. Promotion, then I then I feel that it would be obviously more prone to be like Lincoln and go back to back with the momentum, with the fan base, with the support, with the history. Uh, I think that's a real possibility, and, and and you do see that. You do see, you know, um, clubs that are geared for promotion and, and and geared for the league do do go and you know grab the next level by the scruff of the neck and go again. So I, I feel that we would be you know, more than competent and more than competitive to go to the next level um, again. Obviously, as you go through the leagues, you have to adapt your squads as well. You know, there, there's, there's players here that would find the next level up comfortable and there's some that probably it might be a step too far, but you, know, you have to assess that as you go along. Hiya. Um, on Saturday, we welcome back George Elikobi after his long layoff, and he seemed to come through fairly unscathed. Uh, we've obviously got Josh back in the fold now as well. Um, Bonds and Gala's loan ends, I think, after Saturday's game. Is it something that we're likely to extend just to give us a bit more more cover in that area to allow George more time? Or yeah, I mean, it's obviously something that we've discussed 
over the weekend and, and, and today. Um, you know, it was obviously a big plus to see George come back into the fray, uh, come through the 60 minutes. He played the previous week at Colchester in a, in a development game, which he got through. It's a big plus for us with George, and I think we've seen that with Josh Colson, the, the, the know-how, the, the calmness, um, the experience that he's, he's given he's given the team. It's no coincidence that the clean sheets have been coming thick and fast with Josh. I think he gives a, a calmness to Dan Happy when he plays, and the same with Bonzo. Um, so it's a big plus to have George back as well because he's a similar character, you know, continuously organising and talking. Um, a knowledge, uh, experience and, a, and a, a great hunger to, to continue to play. So, to answer that, yeah, I think it's something that we will, we will look at. But then I have to be mindful and I'm looking at the young boys out on loan. Um, Aaron Pollock, Michael Clark, um, who, are, who are getting first team football at East Farrakh and Leatherhead and doing well. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll weigh everything up and, and, and see. But, you know, we, it's, it's an option. It's something that we spoke about that, you know, we may continue to keep him here. Hi there. Um, le leading on from that, uh, Jamie Sendles White, also a, a centre back, is he um, out of the picture now, or no? He's he's picked up a minor injury. Um, he tweaked a, um, a ligament in his ankle uh, in training. Uh, I think it was the beginning of last week. So uh, seven to ten days, I think I should see him back into to training. But you know, he's he's been involved around the group. He can play centre half. I predominantly see him as a, uh, a midfield player, if I'm, if I'm honest, but there's, there's always a plus to having someone that can you know, play a couple of positions. It, it does help the squad. Can you put an end to Dean Cox? Uh Situation. What is the situation? Well, <laughs> I'm not on social media. Oh, absolutely. Um, Dean Cox, as you know, was a, a bit of a hero at Orient not so long ago, and he's not been getting the Crawley side. Oh, I think he has started to play again for Crawley. But it's, there's this clamour to bring him back, and I have no big opinion either way, to be fair. But, but um, it, you know, I think there's a lot of people on social media asking questions. I think a lot of people would like to know if you, you have a view or an opinion or have looked at it. I know of Dean, uh, know of his qualities. Um, certainly was a big player here in the Russell Slade time when he was pushing for that promotion. But no, he wouldn't be someone that I'd be looking to bring back to the football club. <coughs> I don't know if that's upset people, but <laughs> I'll stay off social media. <laughs> Good evening, Justin. Good evening. I can have uh, two questions if I might. Absolutely. One a little bit cheeky and the other one a bit more serious. <laughs> so the first one, the cheeky one, when you whacked Robbie Savage and got sent off, was it worth it? <laughs> yeah, no. It would have been worth it if I'd caught him properly. If I'd have caught him, then it probably would have been worth it because I would have got something out of it. But when my fingers just run through his long hair and I got sent off for that, no, it wasn't. Um, but I give him a good career, didn't I? Uh, an Orient question, if I might, please. Um, 
could see that um, under Steve Davis, we played a little bit more of a passing game. And I think, to some extent, the pitch dictates a little bit as to you've got to maybe a little bit more direct with our system of play at the moment. And I can see the way you've changed the shape and made us defensively well organised. But my serious question is, we've always had an excellent youth system here in this club. How do you see the youth system working with the system of play and bringing the young players through to play in the first team? Or do you see perhaps using the odd youth player and maybe bringing in more senior professionals and having your system work that way going forward, like a Mourinho-type way of going, because he doesn't bring youth players through, whereas Mr Pochettino is quite good with bringing in through the likes of Winks and... Uh, uh, Walker Peters, etc., etc., etc. That's my question. No, um, there is a clear pathway for any youth team player to get into my first team. That 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 was made clear to all the young players that are associated with this football club the day I joined. Um, I think the position we were in was an unstable one on the pitch. Not talking about off it. I think the club were on a horrendous run, find it very difficult to win football matches. So. There's anyone you need to go back to basics. You need to strip it back and, and probably take the situation out of the players' hands. So, you know, less risk taken, uh, play the football in the opposition's half. But I think once we continue to grow and we, and we get into a, uh, a better position and a more stable position on the pitch, then, you know, I, I would expect, and I know we will, play a better brand of football. I think any young player that's good enough, relevant of age, you would be in my first team. Um, so the youth team have a huge part to play here. Um, and style is, is something that they need to, to understand and, and, a, and a way that we play. Um, but then they've got to be flexible and not only play in a certain way. And I think that's what we've got to teach each player that's associated with this football club. They might not get in the late Orient football first team, they might not stay here, they move on, but we've got to, we've got to get them ready for competitive men's football. Um, and that's you know, a key to, to the youth team uh, coaches now, is that we, they understand uh, and they're equipped. Um, but, you know, going back to the style, I think that that will, that will be easier on the eye, the more games we win, uh, the, the, the further we, we go up the league, the quicker. Um, that, that will certainly be a little bit more pleasing on the eye. Good evening. Good evening. Um, it was sort of sidestepped an earlier question when somebody mentioned our fullbacks, Joe and Jake Caprice. Um, what are your feelings on them? Because Joe, uh, sorry, Jake, tears down the wing, gets to the goal line, and the ball ends up in the back of the terrace, wherever, or as, as on Saturday in the training pitch beyond. Um, where do you see Miles Judd in relation, and bearing in mind that Joe is now out for the next two games? Yeah, Joe's, Joe's suspended for the next two. So where do I see Miles? In, within my team or the squad? Your team. Okay. Jake Caprice is actually one of the highest assists makers in this football league, in this league today. Um, so he's not doing too bad. As I said to the gentleman 
not on that question. There's opinions about everyone. We'll all have favourite players. We'll all have a, a villain. Um, I think James does well. I think he takes us up the pitch. I think, obviously, we, we want more quality. We want more uh, assists from him. We want better quality. Um, that, that, that's room for improvement. We've got, to, we've got to drum that into him. We've got to try and draw that out of him. I like both fullbacks. I think they've been very good for me so far. I think Joe's made one big costly error. His back pass that cost Bonzo to get sent off, um, which I didn't feel that was a foul anyway. But uh, Juddy, I like Juddy. I think he's probably one of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders in the club. Tenacious, I think again, a bit like Jake, can certainly be better in possession of the ball. Um, but what I've seen here, um, it's, a, it's a good competition for that full-back post. I would have no hesitation in playing Miles on Saturday at left-back if I felt that was the right decision. Juddy's got a future at this football club. Um, he's got a lot to learn, but he's certainly got a lot to give. Um, so I, answering your questions, Juddy's rivaling Jake. Uh, if Jake, I feel, doesn't perform, then I have a very good... Uh, replacement for him and if Juddy comes in and does does the well then he'll keep his jersey there's no doubt about that but as a manager you have to select your teams uh, on the opposition how you want to play and the position of your football club and I felt that I needed as much experience in my first team to get us back on track because we were on a, on a real slippery road I think there was no wins in 16 or something like that it's not quite the right environment for young players to play in that. And people might say they're fearless and um, they have no fear and that they can deal with that. But what you understand is a lot of these young players, Miles Judd, Josh Caroma, Sam Dolby last year, um, Pollock, they didn't know how to win a game. They won two games. Now you can't keep saying they played well but they got beat. Dan Appy, every game he played this year until I come, He'd lost, so he'd go home and he'd look at himself and he'd, and he'd dissect his game. Might have done well, but he hadn't won. He didn't know how to win a football match. That's a bad trade to have. So I had to recognise that and get these young boys out of this environment because that would have been a real bad habit for them to take on. It's continuously losing every week. And, and that, can, that can harm them. So, you know, I don't want anyone to think that there's no future for any young players at this football club. There is a massive future. But we have to recognise it, we have to manage it, and I believe, me as the manager right now, is doing the best for this football club and for these young players. But don't fear that there's no place for them, because there's a big, big opportunity and a big future for a lot of them. Can I just... Of course. Um, so, Miles on Saturday or left-back on Saturday? What? Will I bring a left back in or no, no. Who, who do you what me? No, I'm not playing. <laughs> no, no. Listen, in my thought process, Miles is Miles is in is in the shake up to play. I don't want to. This is going live, so you know Halifax. <laughs> I don't want to let anything out. But Miles is in my you know my mindset every week. It's not someone I don't like or don't fancy. But you you've got to as a manager, you know, appreciate that you've got to have. Horses for courses, as they say, and, and right now the senior players are that. You know, that 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 changes as we go along, and, and the more games we win, I think it'll be the better environment for these players. 
I've seen a massive difference in Dan Appy. If I can go off my old job, but I'm just saying, Dan had played we, a lot of games and he didn't. He had never won. It's hard, you know. When you, but I could see the difference in him in a training ground and, and he's the way he, he walked into the training ground after winning games. It, it's it's a big learning curve for him. You know, they, you, you don't want to keep losing every week, and, that, and that's what they were used to. And we didn't want that to just be something that was a, a habit for him. A bad habit. So, you know, hopefully we'll turn that around. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Um, you're talking about the youngsters and everything else. Have we got, uh, how do you do the youngsters got a chance of getting onto a lot higher level? And how many would you say, realistically? <coughs> and who? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the boys in there at the moment, I think, I don't want to start putting the players up for sale, that's not why I don't want to lose our best young players, but you know, I look at Dan Appy, he's six foot three, he's left footed, he's mobile, um, was he 18? I mean, if I was a championship manager or above, I'd be looking at him, because it's like, tell me another left side centre half out there at 18 playing in the first team, I don't, you know, at, at a big club. You've got to remember these boys are playing for a big club, a club where demands are great, expectations are high. Um, so it's, I look at him, you know, I, I know Dolby, you know, but people say, well, why is he not in your first team? It's, it's, it's a physical leap. Gentleman just at the back there said it's, you know, it's, it's hard going in this league. It's not, it's not a lot of football played. You know, it's not teams that play flowing football get out of this. It's, it's a bit of a man's. Chroma's got a chance, but he, only what I've been told before I come here that his attitude hasn't been great. For me, he's brought into what I'm asking of him. He's shedded a bit of weight. His attitude's good. He looks focused. Boy's got a chance. Absolutely. But you've got to do it over duration. It can't be one or two games, 10, 15. It's got to be over 30, 40, 50 games. That's when we know if these boys are, are the real deal. But there, there's a lot of talent. There's some young boys in underneath them that are, you know, are training with the first team now. Um, you know, if they continue to work hard, have the right attitude, right application, um, chances. There's no doubt about that. The FA Trophy. Not too far to travel. It'd be nice to get a home tie, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, as I say in cup competitions, you've got to beat them. Go back to uh, Sandy. They were part-timers. They never tired. Didn't seem to be tired to me. Like, so now, I thought we could go on top of them, but we didn't really. To the no, I... At the time, they were... Oh, yeah, no, I... Listen, credit to it. It was a cup final. It was... Um, I thought they'd give a fantastic account of themselves. Um, played some good football. It's a no-win situation, but I always say in cup competitions, the only thing that matters when we left there on Saturday was who, who won and who went into the next round. I think you'd, you never look back on cup competitions until you win the final that you go, we played well in the third or the fourth or the fifth round, we won the cup. And that's, that's our mindset, I want to win this competition. I think we'd all love a day out of Wembley. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, I, 
I know we take a lot of support as well. So, but yeah, no, I, I think any cup competition, you always look for a home draw. Unfortunately, we've done our three so far. So, when we get through the next one, we'll perhaps have an own one then. <laughs> Justin. Uh, I haven't really got a question. I just want to see Karen run up here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a puff, wouldn't it? Um, who do you, who, no disrespect. Um, who do you see as the big guns in our division? Money well, wise or anyone or above us now? Because that's that's where we're at. Yeah, um, but, who but do you no. See as the, 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 the danger teams. The, the good ones that, that we've got to say, well, they're a big side like we are, we're a big club. Is uh, there a yeah. bigger club? I, I, I would say, barring Tranmere, then there's no bigger club in this foot, in this league than us. There's no doubt about that. Um, but we, we're not where we want to be. I think we need stability. What we have to know is that points are still there for us to go and achieve something this year. And, and that will be what we drive. I'm not saying we're going to get into the playoffs, but we are trying to chase that down. It's it's a long shot, but while you're in it, you've got to try and win it. Um, but I think we've got to reflect more for what's going to stop us getting promotion next year. Um, but there, there's some clubs spending more money than us. There's no doubt about that. Eastley, um, Tranmere would, would definitely, I think. Um, you know, Wrexham are having a solid season. Macclesfield are always consistent. Um, out of that, you know, I think Ebbsfleet spend a bit of money, but really, you know, I believe once I've had the rest of this season, I, I think that we'll be capable to gain promotion out of this league next year. You keep saying we're a big club, but we're six points and two places off relegation. Absolutely. How's that? How's that? Yeah, well, oh, I can't, I can't. You're asking me. I, I, I know. I know that happens. Listen, there's a lot of clubs that have done that and, and go again. That, that's that got to be something that doesn't happen and it won't happen to this club. But it happens. You you, you know it does. There's, there's been a lot of turmoil around the football club. That, they're, they're reasons. You know the reasons why. How many players have come and gone? How many managers of this football club? You know the answers to them. Why are we in this position? You know that you couldn't, you can't stabilise a club within four or five months. It, it was going to take, it was going to take a bit of time. But I, I believe I would do that. I think that's what's happening now. You can't. I can't talk about what was past. I can only look at present, and I, I know what we need and what we will get going forward. But of course, it's not where we want to be. It's not where the club should be. We understand that, but it's, it's not excuses, there's reasons. We know the reasons. You know that. But I think we have to look forward now. Stability off the pitch. Very good people at the football club now. And I, I feel there's only one place for this football club and that's up. No doubt about that. One more question and then we will go to a break and we'd like to... Uh just say that not everybody has the same opinions as some of us here. Okay, so um, is it one more question? Anyone? Can we, can we, sorry, can we just get an up, hi, can we just get an update on Alex Norlis and James Dayton who were missing from the squad on 
Saturday? Yes, um, both both trained this morning um, for the majority of the session, so uh, both will be available for Saturday. There, was a, there were minor injuries, and one that I did feel that I wanted to take a risk going forward for, for the games we have. Um, so, yeah, they, they'll be both be fine for Saturday. Thank you. <coughs> Absolutely, why not? A few people look thirsty. <laughs> <laughs>